The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 93. And I just went, took a short trip to the zoo, and look who followed me home. Yes, everyone's favorite lowland gorilla, Joe Conte. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, Douglas. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Uh, I understand you had quite the ordeal uh, involving some uh, the, uh, the the aspects of cardiology. Yeah, I um, we uh, I was having issues with my uh, I guess my hat, you know, as the people from Boston <laughs> call it, or a hat. Yeah, it your hat? Oh, oh it's no! Well, you just buy a new one. Your- <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I was having this weird thing where if I like try to walk for like like a, a you know at a good you know at a normal pace for like four minutes straight i would get like a burning in my upper chest and my left arm wow and, uh yeah so they finally we got uh we did what they call a uh catheterization where they stick this thing in your artery it's like a a tiny cable like a camera or something and it goes in from your wrist uh all the way up your arm into your fucking heart and uh and they found uh an artery that had two blockages in it one was 90 percent, and the other one was 80 percent. and but they were right next to each other so they put what they call a stent in you know it's yeah. almost like taking the uh empty the uh, remains of toilet paper just the tube and shoving it into <laughs> a thing and then it kind of opens it up so uh and i thought okay because you know at the time i was i was awake when this was going on and it was the weirdest thing because Right, uh, right. You could feel this thing. The weirdest thing is you can feel this thing walk in your chest. Oh God, it's like uh, it's like sci-fi crap, like an alien's crawling inside. Yes, <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I thought I was married to fucking uh, what's her face from uh, from Alien. Oh, Sigourney uh, Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't screw with Sigourney Weaver. You never know what you're gonna catch. Yeah. So. And then th- this is like the weird thing is that there was another artery that they found that was blocked, but my heart on its own, kind of like a mutant shit you hear in like, you know, uh, you know, on sci-fi movies created another <laughs> artery around it. They call yeah. it um, uh, something with a C. Uh, uh, I, f- I forgot what the word is. And. So it basically was like a natural bypass. Like, you know what? I'm on 80. I'm on uh, Route 80, and there's fucking traffic. Fuck you. I'm going on fucking Shades of Death Road, going around, and coming back on when the fucking traffic's done. Wow. And- you must you must have been paid up with the union for them to actually do the work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So it was, they say it doesn't happen often, but it's the wonders of the human body. It's like. Right. It, the heart was like, all right, fuck you. I'm not dying. I'm not stopping. And it, <laughs> yeah, I need this blood. Exactly. Make a new artery, you asshole. Yeah, yeah. And uh, collateral. They call it, I think it's called the collateral artery. Collateral artery. Okay. Yeah. I heard it I, like that. But I, I've heard of the, the phenomenon before, you know. Yeah, I, I never heard of this before. And oh, Okay. Uh, <laughs> what know. a way to find out. <laughs> but it, it, it actually was probably the, the uh, best scenario because... 
You know, yeah. there was a couple of scenarios. One, they couldn't find anything. Then I'm really like, what the fuck? What is wrong with me? You know, because now it's like, well, what is it? Two, it could have been a stent or two, or it could have been a double bypass or like a, you know, worse than that, like a triple or, you know, quadruple. Yeah. And shit, one stent, I, I feel like a new man. I'm, uh, I feel like, I swear to you, I, I, I'm 48 years old. I feel like I'm fucking 30, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I figured maybe uh, go out and maybe uh, on the sly bang a 19 year old, but shit, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't prepared to do that when I was 19, let alone to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Plus my wife. But that's true. You know, it, it, it's funny about those things because it's always like, you, it, you, you, like the blockage is over time, so it slowly closes your your blood supply and oxygen supply, so you, it's kind of creeping up on you, and you don't quite notice it. You know, and then suddenly when they when they fix it like that, that stint opens up that flow and bam, boy, you really feel the shot of energy that comes from that. And it's funny, too, because when I was uh, on the computer here, I, I'm setting up the computer in the room that, you know, because we haven't done uh, a show, you know, with me and you or me, you and Bob in a long time. And yeah. I'm on the computer and I was just going through pictures and I'm going through all these pictures from years ago. And I swear every picture of me at my house that Beverly took of me. I'm fucking sleeping. I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah. no, it's like every picture, I'm either I look exhausted or I'm passed right. out on the couch. And granted, yeah. I was a lot heavier back then. You know, I was probably, uh, where am I at now? Like 50 pounds heavier. And I'm looking at pictures like, oh, my God, was I actually that big? And then, you know, and I'm not saying I, at that at that time, I wasn't feeling any type of pain or anything. But it could definitely have been why I was, I mean, yeah, I was grossly overweight. And it definitely uh, participated in why I was so tired all the time. Uh, right, right. And now it's just like you know, uh, I, I bop around like a like a like a, like a little kid. Uh, I I told uh, <laughs> I think I said it on the show the other day with you. I had my moment of clarity on Sunday. My wife early in the morning. She was like, "Hey, can you go get me a coffee, a Dunkin' Donuts?" I'm like, "Yeah, all right." Because now I I don't even sit there and be like, "Oh, come on." Now I'm like, "Okay, boom!" I'm getting the car. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just like, you know, I'm like a 16 year old girl on Coke, but just not as annoying, you know? <laughs> and so I remember I pull in the parking lot of Dunkin' Donuts and I start walking across the parking lot to the, to the store. And I stopped like in the middle of the parking lot. There's nobody there. And I just stopped and I just went to myself, what the fuck am I in a rush for? And I realized I wasn't in a rush. But I was moving so much faster than I normally move that it looked like to me, it felt like it because I was like actually figuring it looking at myself almost. It looked like I was in a rush, like, holy shit, I better get in there before it closes. <laughs> but it was I, it, I'm t I've had a few people tell me they go, dude, it, it changed my life. I, I felt 10 years younger. And I don't know if part of that is in my brain and or what, but it, it is, it's changed everything. You know, I recommend yeah. it. You know what? Get you. Go out. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go have them see if they'll put one in there. Listen, <laughs> Friday night, go out, get a thirty pack of White Castles, and then on Monday, get a fucking stent put in, and you'll be good. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, everyone should try it. All you got to do is put up with that weird alien thing sneaking up through your veins. But other than that, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, but the, see, the thing was that they still they shave you down. Uh, oh, because wow. it either like go it used to go through the groin, yeah. But, but so they they um, 
shave you down. This this young handsome Spanish fella comes in, takes a towel, <laughs> and and puts it down the front, like from my belly button <laughs> to my legs, just to cover you know my uh, my unit. I, I want to tell him yeah. you could have used a business card; it would have covered the whole yeah. fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I could have he kept the card and maybe gave me a call one day, wink, wink. And uh, then he shaved me down the inside of my thighs, all the way, uh, basically all around my my uh, my private area, except for the actual private area. But then when they go, and that was before I even got in the procedure, the 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 the, the room. And then when I got in the room, some nurse quickly just shaved a little bit off my wrist, and they go in through the wrist. But if they can't get to you through the wrist then they'll go through the groin right and uh so i, I it was a couple of things i was pissed off so instead of going through my groin they go through my wrist and first of all <laughs> this kid shaves me down it's a complete waste of a fantastic erection okay exactly I was like, yeah i was like i was ready to go you know i was pitching a nice spanish tent for the kid and uh and then uh, ironically instead of uh, going through the body part that i used the least they went through the body part that i used the most <laughs> 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 so but i was i was glad because if it would have went through the groin they said what happens is because of uh bleeding you would i would have to lay down flat for like six hours straight so oh god yeah and it would have been a, and they say it takes longer to recover so well, it was yeah, just, I mean, yeah. just the wrist there was a it was literally like a hole like the size of like half a penny in my wrist and two and a half three days later all it was was just a little bruise there. It was like gone. It was crazy. It's amazing. God, man, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And besides, your 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 wrist was already limp. So <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, so. it, it took like eight fucking cans of Barbasol to get all the hair off of my fucking wrist. <laughs> <laughs> fucking gorilla. <laughs> you got hair everywhere except your poor head. Yeah, I've been a I've been a, I was already a, a hairy kind of a gorilla anyway, and then. With my medication, that's making my hair thicken up. Then more than oh, that's it. right. Yeah, it's <laughs> he's growing his hair back. Yeah, my hair is growing back. I have more hair now than I did when I was fucking thirty. And wow. but but the problem is, I'm also you know my uh, upper my upper bot my biceps, which never had a lot of hair, seem to have a little extra hair. So I'm I'm growing more hair on me. So it's uh you know wow, you're finally becoming a man. I'm finally <laughs> becoming a man. Yes. <laughs> I got shaved down by fucking Mark Anthony, and now I'm yeah. going there. <laughs> wow. Boy, you're just a walking uh, scientific miracle. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's great. So uh, I feel great. I'm, more, I'm I've already dropped since the procedure. Uh, well, actually, in the last month when I was first diagnosed, that it's called right. angina. You know, yes. it's an insert joke here, people, listeners. Yes. <laughs> uh and that was on May 17th. And, you know, uh, since then, uh, I'm already down like 14 pounds. And you know what? I, I don't do I'm not even dieting anymore, man. I'm just making good decisions because for three right. weeks, I just because what happened was they were like, look, we got to figure out how bad this is and blah, blah, blah. And it takes a while to set up this catheterization. So I got this pat. They gave me a patch you put on your chest, a nitroglycerin patch. Yeah. Which kind of opens up the the um, the arteries and everything in your right. uh, in your uh, in your body, and and then if they said if it got bad, I got these nitroglycerin pills. I was like, um, uh, what's his face from Breaking Bad? That's what he used. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Margala, Margalis's character. That's what yeah. he had. 
and he would have uh, um, those uh, nitroglycerin pills, and uh, so I would have them. And I was so, dude. I just thought for three weeks, I just thought that at any day I was just gonna die, have a heart attack, and just waiting, like yeah, just sitting there going, hey. I don't even want to go into New York. I'm like, oh, what if I'm in the fucking tunnel? And then right. all of a sudden I get a heart attack. It's a bad Stallone movie now. You know what I mean? You know, instead of Stallone rescuing people, just trying to get a fat kid out of a fucking Venza to a hospital, you know, and it was just a nightmare. So I went from three weeks wondering if I'm going to fucking live. And now I have like this new lease on life. Wow. Yeah, man. That's me. Yeah, that, it's always uh, the because uh, chest pains can mean any norm, uh, number of things. But when it's the chest and the left arm. Well, chances are. Yeah. And it wasn't the it wasn't the uh stereotypical uh pain cuz usually the the pain that people have that always when they talk about having heart attacks, they feel like uh, an elephant is stepping on their chest. Right, right, yeah. I didn't get that. Mine felt like, you know when you get that agita and when you get the uh, you know, the gas, you know, that Right, right, heartburn, stuff like heartburn. that. Heartburn. That's yeah. what mine felt like. It right. was a burn. Yeah. And, you know, the first time it happened, it was like in September of last year. It happened once and it would only happen like once every couple of weeks and like one moment. And, and then and then by like March, it started getting worse and worse. And yeah. by April, it was like every time I would try to go for a, if I would like I could be like I could jump in and out of my, uh, my car, go into a store, run back and forth. I'm fine. But if I would try to like go for a walk. And try to walk around my block, but I get to four minutes, and then I could feel the fucking thing just burning. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of that is like the blockage. Like they said, it was 90% and 80% and that sort of thing. And usually that's how it is, but then if there's some inflammation, it closes it off, and then you have heart attack. So a lot of times, the heart attacks, it's not even full blockage. It'll be something like that. Yeah. You know? they said so the they just like the, the extra work or whatever and the stress, it tightens it up more. Uh, and you, you know, you can't handle the extra flow that's required for when you're doing whatever activity. Yeah. And like, then, boy, that's it. It drops you. Yep. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, and it, they say the burning, that burning feeling is the lack of oxygen. So, yeah. And that's yeah. why I thought when it first happened, I thought maybe it was because I had just gotten off the legionnaires. Like I was just, you know, this was like, uh, like a month after, I was cleared out after Legionnaire, so I thought, hey, you know what? They they say it takes Legionnaire takes like a year to like completely leave yeah. the body. So I thought, hey, you know what? Oxygen, because you know my one friend was a nurse. She was like, yeah, that sounds like lack of oxygen. So I said, eh, it's on the left side. It was my left lung that was fucking ninety percent infected. I'm like, yeah, wow, fucking man. doctor, fucking yeah. I'm like fucking, uh, you know, Jane Goodall. I'm like, nah, I'm good. No, nah, it's it's all right. It's just uh, <laughs> just from the Legionnaires. I'm good. You yeah. know. Man, boy, it almost fooled you into doing nothing. Yeah, but uh, I uh, I started. I can tell you right now, a couple of months from now, you probably would have had your heart attack. Yep. And uh, then once you have a heart attack, it's like even if you survive it, you know, there's always damage to the heart. Right. Yeah, there's lowered capacity. And my old man just had double bypass on May 8th. Wow. Yeah. And my father had the typical... Uh, feeling he went to the hospital because he felt pressure on his chest right right yeah and then they did the the catheterization now he had two stents put in like 15 years ago when he was like 60 
So yeah. when they went there, they were like, look, there's these two other spots, but they can't put more stents in. So that's why he had to do the double bypass. Yeah. So you can imagine. I just watched my old man go through double bypass. And then that was on the 9th of May. And on the 17th of May, my doctor <laughs> tells me that I got angina. So I was a May. I was a fucking disaster, dude. I was yeah. a wreck. I, I oh, didn't know which man, way it was that, up. On I top no of idea. all that. Yeah. Jeez. But I'm good now, man. Feeling good. Uh, you know, making right choices. I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be a skinny bastard. I want to give myself a year. I want to drop like another ninety pounds. I'm gonna be a monster. And then, uh, you, you, so like, it, it seems like every year you're going to the hospital for something. So next year, next uh, June, we'll see you in the hospital for anorexia. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, they'll be sitting there, and I'll be having a. I'll be wearing a fucking Audrey Hepburn mask, and just sitting there like. Oh, I'm, but I'm, but I'm a I'm, I'm a socialite. Come on. <laughs> I tell dick jokes while fucking yearning for a piece of rice. Come on, let me have some. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, uh, heart attack symptoms. There's the classic ones. And then other people, there's different ones. A lot of times we just don't know what's happening. A lot of times it can just be like a stomach ache. You know, you even throw up and you don't realize, you know, that, it, no, it's not you're sick to your stomach. It's your heart's going out. Yeah. And uh, and then, then eventually those classic symptoms will kick in. But, uh, you know, you just it's hard to tell what the warning signs are. And, of course, the warning signs usually are, well, I'm tired all the time. I can't do work for very long. I get tired or sore or whatever. And uh, but eventually, when that massive one hits you, of course, a massive heart attack, you don't survive those. There's different yeah. types, you know, uh, there's some that a lot of them you will survive. But like you said, you know, your capacity's down and all that. The heart muscle dies, parts of it. Uh, but the, the, the massive ones that, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that's it. You just you drop and you're done. Yeah. Which probably is if you're going to die, that's probably the best way to go. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Just uh, this is quick. Yeah. Just wondering. You're like, oh, what the fuck is going on? And then you're done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, what is that? And that's it. <laughs> Fade <laughs> to black. <laughs> yeah, that's done. <laughs> and you know what? I, I look at it and I was trying to be positive And I, I actually said, you know what? Some people get no warning signs, nothing. Right. I know guys in their fucking 40s and they just poof, they just drop dead. So at yeah. least my body was trying to tell me, hey, you got a fucking problem. Let's take care of it. So, you yeah. know, if I try to look for a silver lining in all this, you know, besides the result was, hey, you know what? It's at least, hey, shit, not only was my body trying to tell me, but my body was trying to fix itself by, you know, doing the fucking, you know, doing the Toyota Venza detour. Uh, around the one fucking artery and just trying to, you know, continue the flow. So, yeah, yeah. Wow. Crazy, yeah, it's crazy. just an amazing thing. And whenever they figure that out to where they, because we know the body can do that sort of stuff. And whenever they figure out that secret, uh, I mean, man, people are going to be living to 200 years old. I know, really. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be people standing in line waiting for their 80th year of social security <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, that, that, yeah that would that would kill it <laughs> yeah exactly they'd be like you know what we need bernie madoff to make some sort of ponzi scheme yeah well that's what it is yeah exactly so this one's not working that good you know <laughs> bernie madoff should have run for office he wouldn't be in prison exactly he should have ran he should have been like in charge of social security <laughs> yeah yeah that's where he would they'd be they'd still be calling him a genius yes because you, know? you you can do the counterfeit money when you're in government it's fine 
Of course. I mean, it's not really counterfeit. They're just printing it, you know, you know right, $8 trillion right. dollars a day. It's not counterfeit, but it's pretty much useless. <laughs> Is it worth anything? Well, I said it was. Okay. Good enough. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. <laughs> So, yeah, that's what they should do. But, of course, there is that biblical prophecy that sometime in the future, uh, people will want to die, but they can't. So, uh, yeah, every time I hear one of these things, whoa, maybe that's what they were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. But uh, glad everything worked out because we we love our lowland gorilla and we want to keep Joe uh, bouncing around his tire swing uh, for as long as possible. Because uh, he brings us such joy uh, with all of that. All right, I'm going to take a short break. Thank you for visiting us on the show. Uh, Oh, before I go, uh, Beverly had a little incident, too, and uh, you needed some antibiotics. And I understand the Pfizer company came through for you big time. Fucking came through. We were supposed to get uh, these antibiotics, and I'll make this one a little shorter because uh, it's it's a little drawn out and boring. But... um, (laughs) She had to get these antibiotics called Zyvox. It's like the strongest antibiotic out there. And the hospital said, look, here, take this number. This is like a coupon because this pill, these pills are going to be like $1,000 for like 20 of them. And this is like a $1,000 coupon. So I went to the pharmacy. I gave them the number. They were like, yeah, no problem. Uh, Your copay is now with the $1,000 off $1,300. And... Uh, I, I got back in touch with Pfizer and they have these extra assist programs and I had to send them uh, a, a quick fax saying why we couldn't afford thirteen hundred dollars for 20 pills about all. And I just put all the different, you know, last year, me catching legionnaires and then all the work I've been doing with my cardiologist and then her being sick. And, you know, and uh, and then they said, yeah, no problem. Boom. They we were accepted. So they gave me these numbers. I call up the pharmacy, and they're like, yeah, these numbers don't work. Fuck. (laughs) I I got the call back Pfizer, and then it was great because this woman was like, hang on. And then she three-wayed the pharmacy, and they're going back and forth talking all this gibberish with numbers, RCN numbers and BPR numbers and all this shit. And then it still wouldn't work. Then they three-wayed another woman from Pfizer who's like in management, (laughs) and then they finally put it all together, and they were like, no problem. And I went down there, and the pills cost us nothing. So kudos wow. to, Fi- uh, to Pfizer. Uh, yeah. You know, I know pharmaceutical companies get a, uh, a terrible rap, but you know what? It's like you don't know that they do certain things with when it comes to anything until you get into that situation. Right, I, who know, right. Who knows they have assist programs to help you with getting meds? Well, now yeah, you they know. Do. <laughs> yeah, they do. And also you know that when there's, and there's some sort of bureaucratic uh, snafu, well, you need to engage in a three-way, and it'll work out. <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> it's one of those three. Yep, it was the uh, Joe Conti POV three-way Zybox <laughs> fucking adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and I was talking to all chicks, too. It was fucking wow. three women on the phone while I'm just sitting there pacing back and forth in my house like an expectant father on mute just while listening to all this. Like, all right, this is pretty interesting. <laughs> And uh, I, uh, you know, listen, I, I only have one uh, philosophy that I, uh, I have in life that I believe 100 percent and I try to live my life with it is uh, you can catch more flies with honey than you can with vinegar. And it's fucking yes. true. If you're yeah. just decent to people most of the time, especially in customer service, they'll go out of their way. They'll go out of their way for you because half right. the time they're dealing with dickheads who are like, come on, can I get oh, some yeah. fucking service? Yeah, then they're like, hatooey into your fucking coffee. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
Boy, that's true. Well, boy, you see, even uh, it seems to have put some more oxygen to your brain as well, uh, Joe. Uh, you're Let's not get hasty. Let's not yeah. get hasty. <laughs> you can ask my wife. I'm still a fucking jackass. <laughs> Forgetful fuckhead. Jeez. <laughs> well, all right. So you're, but you're both doing well now. Because uh, you know, uh, I, like, I was on the Conti and Kenny show, which I suggest people check out the podcast. I believe it's referred to uh, uh, eating a rabbit's ass, uh, something Kenny came up with, of course. Uh, you can look that up, and they go into yes. depth about six the uh, weird... eat a rabbit's uh, eat, eat yes, the rabbit, six seconds eat ass of a rabbit. That's the latest episode, and Doug was on it, and it was it was actually... A very, you'll never hear me say this, but it was a really funny show. And, uh, yeah, I mean, why, how could you not want to listen to a podcast, and the episode is called uh, Six Seconds to Eat the Ass of a Rabbit. I mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it important to say it six seconds? Six seconds. You know? It's just like normally it takes ten, but <laughs> yes, it's in the Guinness Book of World Records, along with the longest fingernails, the shortest amount of time to eat a rabbit's ass. <laughs> you don't know what we're talking about, but if you listen to the no, episode, but you got to check out the Conti and Kenny uh, show podcast. Uh, and check that out. And, of course, it goes into detail because, uh, like we said, alien diseases and uh, both uh, Joe and Beverly uh, succumb to some sort of alien ail ailments. Yes. And uh, you can uh, <laughs> enjoy all the nitty-gritty <laughs> details on the Conti and Kenny show, which is uh, live on More Like Radio yeah, Mondays uh, at uh, 7 or 6, is it? Seven. No, 7. Yep. 7. Right. Oh, it's 6 at my time. Sorry. Here yep. I am in the, the middle of the world. Uh, so there you go. Thanks for doing the show, Joe. And hopefully one day I can get you and Kenny on the show, and that would be fun. Yeah. And uh, we'll see if we can do that at some point. All right. Do thanks, a Joe. Zyvox three-way with uh, me, you, and Kenny. Yes, the Zyvox three-way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, a brand new lemon party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's more like a lemon meringue party. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> I actually want more listeners, so. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, we'll be back after this. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. like the sound of my voice yes you know you do and you want to hear it in the best way possible so why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from tweaked audio key features include eight colors and styles mic'd and non-mic'd versions designed to sound great for music and talk noise reducing design with a lifetime warranty so head over to tweakedaudio.com and use discount code mr nelson at checkout for 33 percent off and free worldwide shipping that's mr nelson M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's tweakedaudio.com. When a guy called Angel cut from his pack, he started a hell ride all along. He was an angel unchained. The world Angel knew was vicious because that's the way he made it. Now he wanted something different. And what he got was an unending battle for his life. Don Stroud stars as Angel in American International's Angel Unchained. The story of a savage war between weirdo freaks on cycles and redneck straights on dune buggies. 
You'll watch as fear and hate turns a hippie commune into a slaughterhouse. You'll see a showdown at sunup as rival gangs crash a carnival in Angel Unchained. Angel played the odds to break from the pack, and the odds broke against him. See Angel Unchained, rated GP. Next time on My Brother's Keeper. Come on, come on. Give it. This ain't cheap. Cheap. I totally had that. It could get a cheap zombie. What? Deal. Deal. What? What? Damn, you disgusting degenerate. What? What I do now? I just got back from the shop, changing the oil. When I reach for a work rag. Some people say I'm intolerant and I'm quick to judge. But goddammit, there are some lines you don't cross. Well, it's... We know he's simple-minded and, of course, like all men, he has needs. And, you know, he made a mistake, sure, oh, but... Oh, no. But no, gotta, Sally. Uh, uh, no, damn it, no. Goddammit, Sally, can't a man... Have his wife have his back for once, just once. Oh Lord, help me! Oh Lord! So there I was, changing the oil, and I got some in my face, and I'm reaching around for a work rag, and I suddenly my hand grabs a pile of them, and I reach for it, and suddenly what do I got? A face full of rotten old cum. <laughs> well, uh, 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 shut up, shut up. And answer me this. Did you jerk off into my work rags? Yes, I did. What am I going to do with you? What am I going to do? How much can one family take? Find out on the next My Brother's Keeper on TLC. Say, friends, why don't you help out the Nelson Show by visiting my many stores? Yes, you know, if you've been a regular listener, you've heard that I have a store at selfie.com. Selfie.com slash Nelson. Yes, there you can find all my little videos. Yes, videos of old movies, old sci-fi, old horror movies, things like that, with my delightful commentary and liberal use of cartoon sound effects. Yes, 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 lots of fun. But if that's not enough for you, you can head over to rifttracks.com slash iriffs slash Nelson dash theater. That's iriffs with an I, R-I-F-F-S, slash Nelson, N-A-I-L-S-I-N, dash theater, spelled the old English way, P-H-E-A-T-R-E. Yes, it's just that simple. Rifttracks.com slash iriffs slash Nelson dash theater. There you'll find... More of the same films I've done, but also some extra ones, including Batman and Robin. Yes, the old 40s serial of these uh, dynamic duo guys. And uh, once again, my sound effects and 
uh, wonderful commentary. Yes. Also, there's society6.com slash Mr. Nelson, all one word, where you can get my t-shirts of a different variety of designs and art prints, mugs, pillows, even clocks. Yes, and much more. So head over to society6.com slash Mr. Nelson for those goodies. And, of course, don't forget selfie.com slash Nelson. That's selfie.com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple, and you can help out your old pal, Mr. Nelson. Yes, 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 you can. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the adventures of the world's greatest superheroes, the ASS American Super Society. Previously on the ASS American Super Society versus Star Crab. Hmm. Receiving a signal from the other members of the ASS. Doctor Spectacular here. What? But but that's impossible. I just destroyed Starcrab. How can this be? And so now we join the ASS in the small fishing town of Banksville as they bear witness to what impossibly appears to be the Starcrab floating over the small town. Oh man, here we go again. Oh no. And I just got off the phone with Dr. Spectacular, and he says he destroyed Starcraft, and yet, here it is! Oh, man! What the hell? I believe I can explain. You see, the Starcrab is a, a super powerful telepath, and so I deduce that once Dr. Spectacular destroyed it, it was able to transmit its consciousness into one of the many smaller crabs it had, um, earlier excreted. What? Oh, man! Uh, hang on! Huh? I'm going to go smash up all those other little crabs in a few seconds using my super flea speed. And so the flea, fastest bug man alive, does just that, stomping and crushing all the remaining smaller crabs that had been excreted by the original star crab. But then... Oh man, uh, I managed to crush all of them except that one. It's getting big too. Fascinating. It appears star crab is able to transmit its consciousness to multiple entities. We're fortunate you were able to destroy the remaining crabs, Flea, but... But now, we've got two giant crabs to deal with, so we're hardly out of the woods yet. All right, Headhunter, you and me are going to pursue the one going north towards, towards Cityopolis, while you guys deal with the second crab before it takes over Banksville again. Okay, Frog Prince, you're with me. What? Uh-oh. And so, Moon Maid and the Venusian Headhunter pursue the giant star crab as it heads straight for Cityopolis. And once there, it hovers menacingly over the Hall of Science building. There it is, Headhunter, hovering over the Hall of Science. But why? I sense, Moon Maid, that it's attempting to absorb the intellects of the scientists gathered within the Hall. What? Oh no! With that accumulated knowledge, it just may be able to figure out a way to defeat us and conquer the world! I'm using my own telepathy in an attempt to jam its psychic attack on the scientists, but it's so powerful I can barely stand in strain. I 
no! It's counterattacking! It's almost taking over my mind! Uh, got to fight back! Uh, uh, uh. Suffering silk pins! I've got to act fast! I know. I'll use my hypnotic radioactive blowing ass in order to distract it from its attack on Headhunter! Hey, you big beast! Why don't you slap these other cheeks? But, unfortunately, the star crab does just that, as one of its claws grabs hold of Moon Maid, and with the second claw, begins to spank her glowing butt. Uh, Thanks to Moon Maid's distraction, I'm free from the attack of the star crab, and I'm now able to renew my own. That's really hot. But but no, I can't be distracted myself. I've got to save Moon Maid, as well as the rest of Cityopolis. Got to renew my attack. All the strain. And as the psychic battle between the Venusian Headhunter and the Star Crab takes its toll on the Venusian Headhunter, resulting in her sudden flatulence. Dr. Spectacular arrives on the scene and lets loose with a blast of glowing plasma energy, which, mingled with the release of Venusian gas, results in a massive explosion that kills Starcraft instantly, sending its giant carcass crashing down onto the Hall of Science. Good lord, I didn't expect my plasma blast to do that much damage. Uh, uh, it didn't, I'm afraid. Well, I thought it. What? Oh, gee, I, I think we may have killed some of the scientists we were trying to save. What? Yes, well, at least their scientific knowledge cannot be used uh, against mankind now, so there's there's that. What? Yeah, I guess so. Gee, I hope Frog Prince and the Flea are having better luck than we did. But are they? Find out in the next exciting episode for the conclusion of the ASS, the American Super Society, versus the Star Crab. The ASS, the American Super Society, is a Nelson production. All characters are written and performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Music is provided by Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. Listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. You ever find yourself breaking into a woman's home just so you can steal her underwear and sniff it? Yeah, chances are you're going to end up in jail, or at the very least, slapped with a restraining order. But such are the pitfalls of having an obsession for a woman you can never truly have. But what if it was possible? To have your very own replica of said woman in your home that you can order to do whatever you want. Well, now you can with Dr. Ishipupu's Girl of Your Dreams Sex Droid. Yes, I am Dr. Ishipupu, and with my sex droid and the utilization of the latest technology in digital 3D printing, you can now have the girl of your dreams. All you need do is have profile shot and front face frontal shot. And you can provide that simply by stalking, as I know you will do. Once we have that on file, we can produce for you the perfect girl of your dreams. We can even make improvement in bust size and buttocks. 
she will obey all your commands. Please, please, fuck me in the ass. Please, please, fuck me in the ass. <laughs> Guaranteed to feel like a woman. Not that you would know. <laughs> Hurry now and order your girl of your dreams. Yes, operators are standing by for Dr. Ishipupu's girl of your dreams sex droid. Don't delay. Order today. Warning, sex droids can result in castration. If this happens to you, you have been warned, and therefore we are not held liable. Once the transition clears, we wipe our ass of you. Hey, man, you know what's in the outer space? I, I, I don't know what. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stupid, 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 stupid. Oh, well, we, what's this? <laughs> well, it's another spaghetti sci fi rift by yours truly. Oh, man, don't leave me hanging. Fill me in on the details. Well, this time it's Mr. Nelson Rift's War of the Robots. Oh, boy. Yes, in War of the Robots, a scientist from Earth is kidnapped by a bunch of robots that all look like the late Rolling Stone Brian Jones. Huh. Yes, the crew of the starship Trissy. What? <laughs> yes, they call it the starship Trissy. Uh, they pursue the robots to rescue the scientist and his beautiful assistant. They run around a lot, and once in a while they shoot ray guns and then watch TV. Yes, this spaghetti sci-fi romp was made by the same guys who made Cosmos War of the Planets. Oh, wow! Yes, so once again, someone on the set forgot to turn on the lights during filming. Oh, <laughs> but wait, there's more. Also in this package deal, you get Chapter 4 of Flash Gordon, Space Soldiers Conquer the Universe. Yes, Flash saves the Earth by taking a powder on a mountain. Meanwhile, Ming the Merciless makes Dale watch as Dr. Zarkov is forced to wear a dress. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. It also contains some music from Kevin MacLeod. Oh, wow! Where can I get this? Oh, you just have to head over to selfie.com slash Nelson, and this little gem can be yours simply for a buck seventy-five. Oh, wow! Cheap! Yes. Yes, it is. Stupid, 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 stupid. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. All right, welcome back to the Nelson Show. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I like that Joe Conti guy. I mean, yeah. uh, he and I don't see eye to eye on well, everything, but you know, he's a good guy. Yeah. I, I like him. I do. Yeah, Joe's a good guy. Yeah, well, I'm sure, but you know. <sighs> For a man who understands that Donald Trump oh, is a disaster for this go. country, I just don't see God. enough effort made by Joe to uh, spread the word and maintain the fight. And I just don't see him as being a member of the resistance <laughs> and being down for this struggle. Uh, well, that's because Joe Conti uh, is a normal uh, man, more or less. Uh, and he's not obsessed with uh, political stuff and news uh, 24-7 like uh, some people I know. Oh, God. We're in a moment of crisis oh, here. God. Every day as long as that man what? sits in the Oval Office. What did he do? Uh, Come on, he ain't done nothing wrong. I mean, he, 
He's practically oh, committed treason what? in collusion with the Russians. Oh, good lord. Well, uh, speaking of the Russians and uh, political news in general, anybody heard any news lately? Yes. Well, as a matter of fact, I Yes, qu- I have. <laughs> Unfortunately, all of it was fake. Fake news. Especially <laughs> <What>? on CNN. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, CNN has had a bad week. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, and it's all their fault. What? Uh, this uh, recently, some uh, uh, they had to fire. Uh, well, <laughs> they say they were resigned, but come <laughs> on, they were fired. They Three of their uh, reporters on a story what uh, claimed there was some sort of collusion going on with a guy who uh, worked on the Trump campaign, and it all went up nowhere. Uh, this is a similar problem they had with the uh, Comey testimony where they said Comey was going to refute what Trump said. Uh, instead, he actually confirmed what Trump said. Well, uh-huh. And they, the same problem. Uh, only one source on these stories. Huh. And that's yeah. uh, that's a big no-no. Well, right. At a minimum, you should, you should have two. Yep. Uh, and preferably not all anonymous. Right. Well, <laughs> so, but see, the problem with CNN... Is they're blinded by their hatred of Trump. Oh, uh, it's justified. You, you, you can't do your job when you're obsessed just with that. So yep. you're going to stumble over these things in your uh-huh. zeal oh, to prove that he's sure the did. monster you believe he is, is. in order so to justify uh, your own hatreds. Yep. And now uh, they uh, they painted themselves in quite the corner there, what? and it's embarrassing. And no. uh, But what are you going to do? Uh, that's what happens when you're uh, a biased uh, political advocacy group masquerading as a news organization. The Russian story is very important. It's serious. What a foreign power attacks our democracy. Oh, God. God, what is wrong with you? What's wrong with you, Lefty? Well, I guess we all know. What's that supposed to mean? It means you're as crazy as you're stupid. <laughs> That's pretty goddamn crazy. Oh, I, this is outrageous. Yeah, look, back to CNN. Uh, the what? Project Veritas. Oh, God. Uh, that's the oh, uh, James no. O'Keefe outfit, the guy who brought down Acorn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good job good. there, Mr. No. O'Keefe. Uh, yeah, he uh, caught some guys from CNN admitting, and most notably, uh, Van Jones himself, uh, uh, saying no. the Russian story is nothing. Uh, one of the producers uh. there was just talking about it. So there's nothing to it, but it plays to the audience that they're appealing to. And so the ratings have been good for them. So they pursue it, uh, regardless of the lack of facts that there's anything to pursue at all. But the idea uh, is what their audience enjoys. And uh, so they keep doing it. Unfortunately, you're never going to be able to deliver on that. Because the people that are watching it over and over again, hoping that there's going to be some sort of horrible scandal that destroys the Trump White House. And sends him packing off to jail uh, is not going to materialize because it's not real. Uh, They have no uh, evidence of anything. Uh, It's been going on for months now, and they've got nothing. And it's just the same old dialogue over and over with promises of this testimony is going to reveal everything, and then the testimony comes and it's nothing. Uh, So when you keep uh, letting them down, eventually it dies. But the hardcore left that's hoping, hope, hoping against hope, and it can't seem to see how many times they've been led by the nose and fooled uh, by uh, these guys, most notably in CNN, 
uh, and MSNBC, no. uh, they, uh, they just can't see it because they're, again, blinded by their hatred no. of yep. the caricature of uh. Donald Trump, who, well, let's <laughs> face it, is a living caricature anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But nevertheless, uh, this is why uh, they can't see the forest for the trees. Oh, please. Yeah, well, interestingly enough, the Washington Post uh, recently did an uh, article on the... Uh, What's going on, or what was going on at the time of President Obama in office when all this uh, Russian interference was uh, going on? And uh, they asked the obvious question that <laughs> should have been asked from the get go. I mean, I did, but uh, the media didn't. Here we are uh, at the end of June, uh, and they finally decide hey, uh, what did Obama do about all this Russian interference that uh, his intelligence people were telling him was going on? Uh, <laughs> and of course, the conclusion was uh, nothing. He, he didn't do anything, what? and so oh, uh, here we are. Now, why would, and what, well, what, uh, why would he just do nothing? Come on. Well, we know he did nothing because uh, of the idea that they had some goods on Trump has always be. been the obvious stinker here. Because of all the leaks and whatnot about worrying about contacts between Trump's team yes. and the uh, Russians <laughs> and all that sort of thing. When the Russians were supposed to be uh, influencing the election and hacking uh, into the uh, uh, electoral machines, which (laughs) they were never successful at doing, Uh, and uh, hacking into the emails, which apparently they did, but uh, the idea that that was uh, in conjunction with uh, Trump's people, uh, they never had any goods on it. Otherwise, they would have had it, and it could have acted on it, and uh, that would have been, really would have blown up in the face of the Trump campaign, and they would have, uh, they couldn't have even finished the campaign. They would have all gone off to jail <laughs> before the election even happened. Well, and none of that happened uh, because they didn't have the evidence of that. Right. And also, uh, Obama just didn't take the Russians that seriously what? in this matter. What? Are you serious? Are you serious? They gotta sit there and tell me that President Barack Obama wouldn't take seriously the scenario that some Entity, foreign or otherwise, would interfere and hack our election and possibly even rig the vote? Come on! No serious person out there who would suggest somehow that you could even you could even rig America's elections in part because they're so decentralized and the numbers of votes involved. There's no evidence that that has happened in the past or that. There are instances in which that will happen this time. Oh, Baba, no. And so uh, I'd advise Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. And if he got the most votes, then it would be my expectation of Hillary Clinton to offer a gracious concession speech and pledge to work with him in order to make sure that the American people benefit from an effective government. And it would be my job to welcome Mr. Trump, regardless of what he said about me, or my differences with him on my opinions, and escort him over to this capital in which there would be a peaceful transfer of power. Oh, God. Oh, if only, huh? Well, uh, yeah, that, that was in October of last year. Uh, and supposedly at the moment when the Obama administration was very concerned about the information they were receiving on the Russian story. Uh, and yet there he is, 
uh, saying that you couldn't even rig the election if you wanted to. Yep, that was in response to Donald Trump's whining, as, he, as, as Obama referred to it, and he was exactly right. It was whining because no. Trump was saying the election was rigged if he lost. And he was doing that because he knew he was going to lose, and he did because he lost the popular vote. So he was and that's why he was saying things like that. And that's what Obama was referring to. Well, Lefty, yes, that's true. He was referring to Donald Trump's uh, claims that the election was possibly rigged if he loses, uh, because it really looked like he was going to. But he won the electoral. College vote, Lefty, and that was the campaign he and Hillary were involved in. So enough of that nonsense. And uh, but the facts that uh, Obama was using to uh, belay the concerns of any kind of rigging of the election, saying that it would be nearly impossible to pull off, uh, uh, still are in play. These are uh, facts that he was referring to. And uh, so it also pl- comes into play in this idea that somehow the Russians got into the voting machines and made it result in uh, Trump's victory. Because, uh, boy, if they could do that, why didn't they just make it look like he won the popular vote, too? But, <laughs> see, so the whole thing is a bunch of uh, theater uh, put on by uh, former uh, Obama, well, current <laughs> Democrat operatives and what have you that remain entrenched in the bureaucracy. Oh, and God. they're going to be causing trouble for the rest of Trump's presidency. And that's just the way it is. Uh, the Russian story is nowhere. By now, you'd have something. They yeah. don't. So that's it. It was all fake news, Lefty. Uh, fake, fake news. Oh, my God. This, this, this hateful rhetoric and aggression towards the proud field of journalism its going to result in terrible harm. There's already malicious and horrible attacks online. Against journalists just trying to speak truth to power. And who knows how long it'll be before that violent rhetoric turns into actual physical violence. And it'll all be at the hands of Donald Trump. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, Well, Lefty G, by that logic, I guess you have to accept that all the anti-Trump and anti-Republican rhetoric led to the shooting of Congressman Steve Scalise. That's that's just that's no that oh god no that it's not no it just you can't point to any rhetoric that conjures up visions of violence so much so that it would push someone who's over the edge that would would go that far as to bring guns to the equation which yeah well we all know who's responsible for that it's your side but nevertheless that that argument that uh, political discourse and argument and disagreement would lead to harm to republicans is ridiculous because there's like i said no language whatsoever that conjures up anything threatening or violent that would prompt anyone thinking that violence would be a solution to deal with Republicans. The New England Journal of Medicine just put out a, th- a thing. They did a survey of all the research on this. Uh, one to two thousand people will die if you cut 750,000 people from, from Medicaid. So that means you're killing 
one to two thousand killing that's, that's so a, that that's 400 that's people. the new england journal of medicine yeah come out and say that yeah they, they did a survey come on yeah that's uh senator al franken yeah so if we don't stop republicans they're gonna kill people well, uh boy yeah lefty uh there's nothing that would possibly prompt anyone with violent what? undertones to uh, commit acts of violence against Republicans. Uh, but no, no, uh, Trump tweeting about Mika Brzezinski's bleeding face after a facelift. Oh my God, that's going to get people uh, killed. About some rich lady who gets her face Not really buying that scenario. Look, uh, Trump is an asshole. He is. And if you haven't figured that out by now, I don't know what to tell you, but the idea that uh, he's dangerous because of his tweets and that uh, they, uh, the, the, you know, they they need to make it an act to have him removed from office because he's incompetent because, well, he's nasty and we just don't like him. Uh, no. No. Good Lord, if you make that a precedent, we'll never have another president again because you'll be removing them uh, every week. It's different. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's different. Uh, yeah. When are you going to calm down? Uh, when are you going to come up with legitimate? Yeah, well, well, of course, there aren't a whole lot on the side of the left anyway. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, I've never seen this much hysteria. I mean, there's been a lot of nastiness and throw uh, back and forth and what have you. But well, this insanity over Donald Trump is yeah. just ridiculous. I mean, you would think that Donald Trump would always be the crazy one. He is. But he's not. <laughs> it's, boy, talk about anybody who is so fortunate in their, their opponents and their adversaries. It's Donald Trump. What? Because uh, people like CNN and the Democrats and all that, uh, uh, you, you'd think it would be impossible to make Donald Trump look like the sane man in the room. But the left and the, um, the and their media advocates have found a way. Boy, did they. Yes, they found a way to make Trump look sane in comparison to them. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Trump's bad. That's what's bad and that's what's sad. God, you just just, just, just shut up. Just shut your mouth. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. I'm getting a beer. Well, in the meantime, uh, I went and saw Wonder Woman. Uh, it takes a while for me to get out to the movies because I don't want to be in there with all the other people. Well, you know, the phones go off and everything and all that. So, yeah, I'm always a couple of weeks late. But, boy, all the hype you heard about it is true. Uh, this was a fantastic movie, and uh, the, she's part of the DC comics of superheroes, and uh, their movies well, haven't been doing so great. And uh, meanwhile, their their uh, uh, rivals in the, the comic book business of Marvel, their movies have been pretty spectacular, and they've managed to create their whole you know shared universe of movies, and they did it very well. And DC was just sort of sitting around doing nothing. They did those Dark Knight movies, which were pretty good, but they didn't come on, on to the idea of their uh, shared universe, which is the way their comic books have been for decades. And uh, the idea of bringing that to screens seemed, uh, uh, well, I don't know why they see it seemed impossible, but uh, it really wasn't. It's not that hard. And then Marvel did it, uh, starting with Iron Man and on down. Uh, and so uh, they, they tried to do it with the Green Lantern movie, but it flopped. 
Uh, there's a lot of problems with that one. So then they started over with the Superman movie, which was originally intended to just be a Superman movie. There wasn't going to be this shared universe thing. So they kind of uh, back-engineered it into being that, which is part of the problem. Um, Batman versus Superman was <laughs> a big mess of a movie. There are interesting aspects to it. There is the ultimate cut that I actually like. It, it is better than the theatrical version. But overall, there's so many problems in it and plot holes and whatnot that, uh, boy, it's not very good. And Man of Steel, uh, is in comparison, is better. But Man of Steel's got some serious problems in it, too. Uh, most notably, the uh, Jonathan Kent storyline and all that. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but uh, So those were two. Uh, they, they, they made a lot of money. They did well that way. But, uh, yeah, they didn't really, they didn't really uh, work all that well as movies. Then comes along, oh, in Suicide Squad, yeah, that was a stinker. It's the worst of the three. Uh, but then here comes Wonder Woman, and uh, it kind of follows the Iron Man templates of just just tell that simple, basic origin story of your superhero, which which Iron Man did. And here they've done it with Wonder Woman. Now, it takes place in World War One instead of World War Two, which originally how the story happened for her character when she was introduced back in the 40s. But I guess they figured it was too close to the Captain America movie, so they just changed it. And uh, that's, that's a tweaking of the story, because Iron Man was originally, his story began in Vietnam uh, back in the 60s. And so uh, to bring him into our time, they just say, well, we'll just set it in Afghanistan. And the, the basic uh, uh, templates and structure of the story is still there. So... Fine, that's not that big of a deal. Same thing here with Wonder Woman. Uh, Steve Trevor, you know, crash lands on her magical island, and they go off onto the adventure into uh, Europe of the, and during the war. And uh, turns out the ancient god Ares is causing all the trouble, and uh, she's got to bring him to justice and all that stuff. And uh, so it's very well done. Uh, there's not a whole lot of preaching in it. Of feminist stuff there's a little bit of that but it works and fits and it's organic to the story because she is this super powerful woman and a bunch of men have never seen anything like that so it's always hey what the hell you know and that sort of thing uh and that's fine it all works and she doesn't stop and actually look at the screen <laughs> like a lot of these these pc stories do where you know women are better than men don't you uh, this kind of thing no she doesn't do that it's just a story organic unto itself telling its story and they do it very well so good for uh wonder woman good for uh gal gadot's performance uh, she did very well and uh despite a lot of feminists not liking her because she wasn't fat she didn't have area armpits uh she didn't have a lesbian scene i mean you could assume that wonder woman had a girlfriend living on an island with women <laughs> but they just didn't get to it uh, they stuck with the main story so there you go and uh also uh uh, another problem leftists had with her is that uh, uh, she's an Israeli, and she served in the Israeli military. <laughs> so that's bad in their minds because uh, the Palestinian calls and whatnot. Well, uh, I don't see it that way. Uh, I think it's all to her uh, uh, asset of her building character and being able to pull off this thing. Because a lot of times these uh, these former models going into acting, it didn't work out so great. Worked fine with her. She did a fantastic job. This is a great movie. And, of course, kudos to the director, Patty Jenkins, who really pulled this off. And I look forward to seeing what else uh, she'll do. She's made mention that she'd like to take a crack at Superman. What the hell? Let's see what she can do. Uh, 
The idea was that uh, Zack Snyder might follow it up, but Zack Snyder's run into some troubles. Uh, a lot of, he gets a lot of criticism for the movies, but I don't know how much of that is his fault and how much of it is the uh, corporate management of the movies wanting it to do in one movie what Marvel did in five years and <laughs> stuff like that. Plus, poor Zack Snyder, his daughter uh, committed suicide, and that's why he's uh, kind of dropped out of this business. I don't know if that's permanent, but uh, he's in a bad place now because he and his family suffering that tragedy, and so they brought in Joss Whedon to kind of polish up the forthcoming Justice League movie, which is where we'll see Wonder Woman next. And hopefully uh, they can fix that one and work it out. Just because you're hearing bad things doesn't always mean the movie's going to be a disaster. Uh, there's two examples of this. War, uh, Waterworld, back in the old days, that was one of these movies that was plagued with all kinds of problems, and it, we were saying, well, it's going to be a disaster, and it was, because it was a bad movie, so I don't know what reshoots could have done to fix it. Meanwhile, there's World War Z, which had all kinds of problems plaguing it, and they had to reshoot this and that, and all kinds of just... All kinds of terrible things were happening. It's like, boy, this is a disaster. It wasn't. It's a fantastic movie. So... Maybe Justice League can be World War Z and not uh, Waterworld. Hopefully it will be. Let's see. But Wonder Woman uh, is a bright spot in these movies, and hopefully they'll follow its lead because uh, it is great. Other than that, I saw uh, Alien Covenant. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. Uh, there's there's some things in it that is okay, but it's just a cheap remake of alien and why why do you need to do that and also oddly enough this is supposed to be the third movie in the trilogy created by prometheus and third wait it's the second one yeah but in the chronology of the story the next movie that he was going to make after this one which i'm beginning to wonder if he'll be able to because this was so bad uh was going to tell the story of what happened to the android David and, uh, what's her name, Shaw, after they left at the end of Prometheus. Well, we know what happens. Uh, spoiler, Shaw's dead and David killed her. So, <laughs> so, oh, well, you'll see the journey of how they get there. Plus, David killed all the engineers, too. Ah, uh, boy, I just, no, I think this is done. And uh, whether or not they make the next one, I don't know. Who cares? Uh, the other one I saw was The Mummy, which uh, died very quickly. It didn't come back from the dead. <laughs> it was dead on arrival at the theaters. But uh, it wasn't as bad as I expected, but it's a pale shadow to the Brendan Fraser movie. And there was just no point in making this one. The idea is that they want to do their shared universe the way Marvel and now DC is doing. and uh, But they're going to do it with these universal monsters. Uh, well, they tried it. Uh, earlier a few years back with the Dracula movie, but that went nowhere because it bombed. Now this one is bombed, so I don't know if they may just have to scrap the whole idea, but nevertheless, this is what they attempted because you had the mummy and Tom Cruise is this guy who awakens the mummy and the whole thing goes on, it starts off there, but it turns out uh, this archaeologist girlfriend of his is part of an organization headed by Dr. Jekyll. Yes, Dr. Jekyll, who turns into Mr. Hyde. Uh, they, uh, he runs an organization that looks into, uh, uh, supernatural evils in the world. And so in this case, the mummy, and that's how the story goes. 
it just didn't, it, it had all parts of trying to be a comedy, trying to be a horror movie, and trying to be an action-adventure movie, which it kind of achieved more in the action-adventure areas, but not a whole lot of anything that I really needed here. And as a vehicle to set up their overall story, I don't think that works. Uh, I've seen other reviews where they suggested maybe a Jekyll and Hyde movie would have been better uh, to set it off, and they're probably right. But I don't know. I don't know if it survives to do the next movie which I think was supposed to be uh, Bride of Frankenstein or something like that. I don't know, but I, boy, I, I don't know. But eh, it's not horrible, but it's just not good. So, and to be something that launches this, it really needed to be. So there you go. Uh, Wonder Woman, if you haven't seen her, go see it, even if you're not into uh, superhero movies or anything, but just for the sheer adventure of it. Uh it's really good. I really enjoyed it. And so there you go. Uh, that's what I enjoyed doing. Oh, and a few words on the uh, currently uh, new TV series, The Mist. I enjoyed The Mist movie that's based on the Stephen King story. Uh, it starred uh, Thomas Jane. Uh, that was a good movie. Uh, I didn't care for the anti-Christian bigotry, but what are you going to do? Uh, it's Hollywood. <laughs> Although uh, most of the mist of the movie was shot here in Louisiana. So that's an interesting little side note. But uh, it's supposed to take place in a New England town, but, you know, it was cheaper to do it here in Louisiana. Uh, so it, it's a good film. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. But now the TV series is pure crap. It's so awful. Uh, the, the the first uh, uh, episode, the pilot, is almost impossible to get through. It's nonstop PC preaching of this and that. Oh, God, it's terrible. Uh, and then it doesn't get any better after that. Uh, the, I've seen the first three episodes. Uh, and, oh, boy, no, no. So skip that. It's terrible. It's too bad because uh, it's the kind of thing that I think could have made a good uh, vehicle for a TV series. But uh, no, they don't know what they're doing. It's uh, it's awful. All right. There you go. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Nelson Show. Uh, we'll see what happens next week. Uh, we have uh, the uh, 4th of July weekend coming, of course. And uh, that'll be over by the time <laughs> I do the next show. I'm hoping I'll have the final chapter of my Star Trucking story on that one. Uh, and uh, also, may hopefully, be able to conclude the final chapter of this uh the ASS story I've been doing. <laughs> and uh, so that'll be on there. And uh, I'm hoping to get some more guests in the coming of the month. And uh, we'll see how that goes. And, of course, I want to thank Joe Conti for being my guest on this show again. That was fun. And, of course, uh, Joe and I recently taped a new episode of the Bob Levy Show with Bob that uh, airs Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the ddvradio.com uh, uh, network. Uh, they have the link there on the front page. At the time, you can go in there and hit the link to the uh, tune-in page, uh, and you can listen to the show as it's uh, being broadcast. Uh, I don't know where <laughs> the podcasts of that show will be posted. Uh, I don't get to know those details. Uh, hopefully at some point they'll have it posted, I guess, on the page and probably the other usual places like iTunes and what have you. But uh, anyway, 
so that's uh, that, that that was actually the second episode so uh the bob levy show is back and should be more regularly uh uh broadcast on tuesday nights uh 9 p.m eastern standard time all right there we go have a uh happy fourth of july weekend uh remember your veterans uh oh and uh for a patriotic show you might want to check out turn that's a good series too it's back on this will be its final season and uh it's a great show it's very well done very filled with uh, uh intrigue and whatnot and uh it concerns the copal ring which uh, was the spy ring that helped washington defeat the british and uh, it's very good they had one really bad scene <laughs> in the first season but other than that uh, it's been top notch so check that out that's on amc uh saturday night all right uh let me get out of here <laughs> good night everybody The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. Cancel. He's probably at mass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, is that what he said? Let me see. <laughs> Kensel just said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yes, that's right. Bob's a reverend, so he's at mass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>